I'm Shauna Fitzgerald and you're very welcome back to your Well Able podcast. So today I'm joined with the fabulous writer and podcaster Rosemary McCabe. Um, so Rosemary is actually a former colleague of mine as well. And I feel like I should say a friend as well. But sure, former friend or current friend? <laughs> no, but uh, a friend of mine as well. So I'm really excited to have her on today. Thank you so much for coming on Rosemary. You're more than welcome. So how are we? What's the story? I'm good. I, well, I was also going to point out I owe you seeing as you came on my podcast. Oh, so yeah, we're doing like true. a skills exchange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Which is good. Let's say that anyway. Yeah. Well, I think you're probably more valuable to me anyway. But sure, look, um, <laughs> that's your cute actually. Saying, yeah, no, I'm just no. like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so come here. You've, um, so, yeah, anyone who listens knows that, um, you know, this podcast is about fitness, but it's also, you know, it's just a general little chat. I so love how today... you say podcast like it's not a real thing. Like this podcast, <laughs> like whatever we're doing, this <laughs> <laughs> this thing that we're doing right here but no so rosemary has you've yeah you've a broad fitness journey like you've a very you know i've had a, a lot a, the long and winding road yeah you know what so so uh sorry do you want me to do like like a like a background into well that's what i was gonna yeah, ask yeah, yeah. Next. Sorry. yeah yeah so yeah well i mean fitness journey it's it's very recent i feel like to say i've had a fitness journey is misleading because it implies that I've always been on it, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I steadfastly ignored fitness for the, for a good 30 years of my life. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody about this recently and I was saying that when I was in secondary school, I literally did. I remember I, I had to be forced in one of the school sports days. They were like, everybody has to do something. So I was like, oh, for God. So, so I picked the 100 meter race. It was the shortest one. And I was like, I'll, and then I remember... No, it was just normal running. But like, I remember going home and I said to my dad, how far is 100 meters? And he was like, it's probably from here to O'Connor's, our neighbours, right? And I was like, okay. And I went outside and I went to run and I got about halfway and I was like, this is fucking exhausting. Like trying to sprint 100 meters. Right? I was like, this is ridiculous. Anyway, so I was forced to participate. Yeah. So I did this 100 meter race in school. And I looked up at one point and realized everybody was so far ahead of me that I just stopped running. And one of the teachers was like, come on, finish it. And I was literally looking at her going, Why? Like, there's no prize for coming in 13th. Like, I'm just going to walk off. I was like, I don't understand. Yeah. So that's kind of always been my attitude to to sport has been like, well, like, because I'm not, like, I'm I'm built quite solidly. Like, I was never going to be a runner. Maybe I could have been a swimmer if I'd like dieted and gone swimming every single day for four yeah. hours. But like, I, I I was never a natural athlete yeah. and I was never on a team. Like, you know, when I was young, mm. I didn't start playing sport and get really into it at any yeah, point. Yeah. So I, like, I think in my teens, I was really like, what's the point in doing any of these things if I'm just going to be utterly shite and like embarrass myself? God. So I never even tried. Like, I think I did try out for the basketball team at one point in secondary school and I didn't make it. And that was really like, I knew all along I should never have bothered. I was like, I should never have even tried because you try and then you don't even get in the team. And I was kind of annoyed as well because I was like, you could even just put me on the bench and like play me for five minutes and just let me come to the training and be good for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, no. So then, I mean, like on and off, like everyone who's ever been uh, a woman and struggled with their weight I've tried loads of things over the years so I've like joined a gym and gone five times in the first week three times in the second week and then never gone again like Mm. I've paid basically 300 euro to go to the gym five times yeah over a year which has been an excellent use of use of my finances um (laughs) and I tried like kickboxing um what else like I used to oh I joined boxing I'm also a serial quitter so like after yeah. two weeks of something, if I'm like, I'm not going to be good at this, I'll just quit. Yeah, but I think everyone's kind of like that. When, you know, if you're, 
if you're anxious or you know not anxious but if you're you know you're, you're not really loving something I don't think it I think it takes an awful lot of time and effort and you know self um I suppose motivation to be like no just stick it out like I think yeah. everyone's kind of like and I mean I think gym as well yeah I think I used to get very humiliated and like yeah. in a gym setting as well if I felt like I was struggling with something because mm. I'm because I've always been overweight I felt like people would look at me and go she can't do that because she's fat and like okay look at that fat girl not yeah. able to do x or like being yeah. shit at this so kind of to, to save myself I was like I'm this is too embarrassing I'm just not gonna do it yeah so I'm just gonna leave so it wasn't until when was it like probably four years ago now that yeah. I started lifting weights mm-hmm. with your sister Neve. yeah at Love. like the the circle <laughs> of life um in in lift and I started doing it for an article for yeah. I was working for Stellar magazine at the time when I started I was like this will be another thing that I'll do for four weeks yeah. or five weeks and, and then, then just like forget about it um, and it was the first time, I mean, I had lifted weights before, as yeah. in I had gone into a gym and picked up weights, but I had never actually gone and done and like, done it, like, yeah. and done a program and tried yeah. to increase my lifts. And it was the first thing, actually, and, and I kind of remember them, like, I remember almost the moment that I realized, oh my God, I'm good at this because my body is bigger. Yeah. That I'd be like in the gym and looking at people who were like smaller and slimmer and who had like what I would have considered better bodies than mine. Yeah, yeah. But I could lift more weight than yeah. they could because lift I was heavier. heavier. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the first time that I kind of went, oh my God, maybe this, could this work. is what I'm built for. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And I suppose that's kind of when I got into lifting weights. And it definitely, like, I'm not somebody who now is like, now it's part of my life and I lift weights no. four times a week and I can't do without it and it's so good for my mental health. Yeah. All of those things, like it is good for my mental yeah. health, but I definitely have weeks where I don't lift at all. Yeah. And then I have other weeks where I go four times a week. And I've had probably three or four months where I haven't gone at all because yeah. I'm like making excuses gone it's cold and I've just broken up my boyfriend and it's cold and I'm yeah. lazy and you know um so I'm definitely not on like I think I'm often like, we we think about fitness as like kind of walking through a door and then being through that door and being quote-unquote fit and like when you are a fit person you go to the gym three or four times a week and when you are a fit person you never struggle with your workout and when yeah. you are a fit person you never skip a workout either and I am a fit person, but I definitely skip a workout. I definitely struggle. Yeah. I don't go every week. I don't even like, I don't love going. No. I, I love the feeling of satisfaction when I feel like I've done a good workout yeah. or I've, I've, you know, achieved something that I haven't achieved before. That's great. Yeah. But the actual process of it, I'm, I don't love really. No, when we, I think both of us have said that before because um, we'll chat about when Rosemary, you know, you were working in Lyft as well, but me and you were kind of on par at like you know our attitudes were kind of on par whereas Neve for anyone who knows Neve like I don't even know how to describe Neve she's just not human like I don't know she's just Neve Neve is somebody who you know the phrase like they've drunk the Kool-Aid yeah Neve is the inventor of the Kool-Aid yeah like like other people can can drink the Kool-Aid and can kind of get into that mindset yeah but it's like Neve is that mindset yeah. of like you know I'll say things to Neve like, oh, I, I ate something that was delicious, but like what she considers, I mean, I don't want to say good or bad, but kind of pointless. Yeah. Right. And she's like, why would you ever eat like it, it, a donut? It, it, right? it genuinely she's like, baffled her though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, why would you ever eat a donut like that? It's yeah. not nutritionally b- beneficial yeah. at all. Yeah. It's, and, and you're like, because it's delicious. And she's like, but you know what else is delicious? Like steak. Yeah. And avocado. And you're like, yeah, but donuts. Yeah. 
also, you know what I mean? Like, she know, just she just doesn't get it. Yeah. And not that she doesn't get it. Like, obviously, Neve is, you know, a great trainer and an unbelievable mentor for all of us that worked in Lyft. But she she does welcome, you know, she used to say, I remember she done the nutrition talk because Ash, Ash Shaley is another trainer that was there. But Ash and Neve loved jiu-jitsu and they loved, like, doing these crazy workouts and they loved training. And then me and Rosemary, like, they'd be like, come on, let's do jiu-jitsu. And me and Rosemary, <laughs> like, oh, we can't make it today. We have our period. Like, we just don't want to go. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about the other day, though? There was, there was one day, I think I probably went to... I was probably there, so I was working in Lyft and I was probably there for about 10 weeks when we were, when we were doing jiu-jitsu every Wednesday and I managed to go to maybe three, yeah. right? That I was like, oh, I can't go this week, can't go. Oh, sorry, I have an appointment. I have, a, <laughs> have my period, I have a headache. But I remember one day going and we were doing some kind of maneuver where like, so jiu-jitsu for anybody who's never done it is, it's kind of like wrestling, but like yeah. the whole idea behind it is that you're disarming someone who's attacking you, isn't it? So That's, you're basically yeah, trying is, to, yeah. trying to stop somebody. Yeah. Um, so it's actually a really good, like I'm always recommending it to people with kids because oh I'm like, yeah, it it's not about being violent. Place. It's kind of about diffusing violence. Mm. But um, I remember we were doing this thing where we had to knock each other over. <laughs> and so like, I knew that I was about to be knocked over. Do you remember this? <laughs> And I think I had already, I had already like slammed Neve down. Then it was her turn to slam me down, and she knocked me over, and I started crying. And I, Neve was so shocked; she was literally like, "Oh my god, did that hurt you?" And I was like, "No, I just got a fright." And also, yeah. it was kind of that moment of I felt humiliated. I think. Yeah, and I was like, like "This reminds like, me of yeah. all those moments in school and in like when I was trying to to kind of do sporty things mm. where I'd feel embarrassed." And I wouldn't even mind, but there was literally four of us there. Like oh, I know. Was, and it was on a really soft mat, so there was no way it was going to hurt me. Like, no, but I, but I, I got like that as well when we were doing jiu-jitsu because like that, me and you be paired up because Neve be like, I'm not going with either of these because they haven't a clue what they're doing. And like once Neve like tried to get me, I don't even know what they're called. I don't see this. The thing, like a hold. I, like it was like a choke call or something. I don't know. Yeah, and Neve yeah. had me down and he was like, come on, get it, get out of it. And I was like, what is wrong with you? But I got her off me because I was like, you're absolutely so irritating. <laughs> and I ended up getting her off me. But she was like, literally, that's how, just being a sister and just being yeah, so yeah. annoying, that's how I got out of it. So I like, yeah. But. The one the one advantage that I found with Jits, again, because I'm heavier. So like, I'm a good bit heavier than Eve. So I remember at one point there was something where like Ash was showing oh us how God, to do, basically when you get on top of somebody and you and you, you die. So you just yeah. let your body flop. Dead weight. Yeah. yeah, you're total dead weight and they can't get you off. And I remember doing this to Neve and she was like, I can't win, I can't win. <laughs> And I was so, and, and like, I definitely took my time getting off her because I, I was like, about, now I you know. I remember that because she was tapping and she was like tapping out and you were like, mm, sorry, I'm just a loving life here. And she was like, get off me. But they were funny days. But in terms of like, that was literally me and Rosemary. We we were like, both of us be like texting the WhatsApp group and like, what's your excuse today? What's your excuse today? And then like, it, although it is great and I actually, I think if I got into it now, I would enjoy it more probably because we weren't being not that Neve was forcing us to do it, but Neve was like, "This is a team bonding. Like, let's all do jits." And like, it was great. But me and you were like, "No." But um, yeah, no. It was basically just because because Neve wanted Ash. So like, Ash is Ash. Ash trains jits. Like, yeah. like Ash was Ireland's first uh, like, 
female UFC fighter, wasn't she? I think, yeah. She's Either like, MMA or UFC, and I always, yeah. I always get it she's wrong. She's like world champion. Yeah, and, and like, she's incredible. And so I think Neve basically just skillful. wanted to get training with Ash, but she needed yeah. somebody to spar with. Yeah. So that's where we came in, that it was like, oh, we'll all do it. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was just like, we were basically the, the punching bags, but there's yeah. no punching, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But that's it. Like, so me and you were kind of on par, like when you worked in lifting, you know, and both of us are attitudes towards training. Like if we were training together, like, we'd be like oh so we'd be sitting down for like a minute beforehand we'd be having coffee and then we'd be like we get up and do this now and you would be like and then he would come in and be like sorry you should be finished this session yeah, but yeah, we're yeah, getting up yeah. now so be like this session takes 38 minutes I did it yesterday and we'd be like 52 minutes and counting but that's something that I'm like so now I'm I'm training <coughs> I'm I'm doing a satellite program that I got because I joined a gym when I was in the US yeah and so they do like um, online coaching and they have an app. So I'm, so I'm doing the training through that. And I have noticed that like workouts that take other people 44 minutes, one of them took me 92 minutes one day. Yeah. Because I, I literally just take so many breaks. I'm stopping, I'm chatting, I'm checking my phone. I'm like looking at yeah. the window and playing. Like yeah. they have a dog. So I'd be like playing with the dog. Yeah. And then getting back to it. Like I, I do take a lot of breaks, mm. which I mean, technically speaking, is not ideal. No, but we got better. We did get better. Like when we were training together, I do feel like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, we did. And that's the thing. That's like when I suppose I kind of missed you then because then you left and then I was like, oh, great. I'm with these two now. Absolute training maniacs being like, yeah, let's do just five days a week. And let's go and do like 20 lifting sessions in a week. And I'd be like, oh, here. But um, no, I did enjoy it. And like obviously I've gotten off a lot better as well but, but not because of you left or anything <laughs> <laughs> that's rude no. you know what's interesting though um I was I was talking to somebody about this recently about like the need for different trainers and different modes of training yeah that I feel like that kind of like because I've gone to loads of trainers over the years right mm. who've been like you just get up just do it you know just yeah. like like that you know the kind of just do it mentality or the like no excuses mentality yeah. or no pain no gain yeah oh, and asshole. and I feel like that leaves no room for real life mm. I wrote a piece about this once actually about how like saying no excuses to somebody is bullshit because they're not excuses they're reasons yeah. so like even if you one day are like you know what I slept really badly yeah I like my kids were up all night mm. I'm fucking wrecked that's not an excuse that's, that's a excuse. reason yeah that's a reason that's why you're tired and you're not going to perform at your best yeah and like that totally makes sense so I do think that the, like like the I do think that the fitness industry has a problem in that yeah a lot of trainers are very like my way or the highway or like you know yeah or like either either you're like into fitness and you're just doing it and you've got no excuses mm. and it's no pain no gain or you're not welcome here yeah and I think that's really that 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 really uh proves like a barrier to entry for a lot yeah. of people who are like oh, I'm, I'm not going to be coming along and like giving it my all and like doing no pain no gain no. and like running up hills like nine to five times a day yeah and then they feel like well I don't belong in a gym then because that's not yeah. my attitude yeah and I think so th- that 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 they need trainers like you and like I was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Who'll he'll be there going, I know this is shit. Yeah. Let's just get it over with. Yeah, exactly. But, and that's something that I feel like the, the reason why um, Lyft, like, you know, where I work at the minute, um, is, you know, that kind of place like people feel mm. that they can be because Neve. Neve would be like that with us, but with clients, she won't. Like if a client comes in and is like, not that she'd be like that oh, with I us, know. but yeah, do you yeah, know, yeah. like if a client comes in and that's something that we are very good at, someone comes in, they're like, I slept shit and I done this and I done that. That's something that we do take into consideration. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think it probably is, I don't know, it probably is just because we're, 
experienced and we know the shits and the lows you know what I mean yeah or but the I mean highs and the lows it's not just but I don't think that's just down to experience because I think there's a lot of trainers who have a lot of experience yeah who don't and it's just think about people's lifestyles like yeah. I remember Neve saying to me at one point um we were talking about about training and like what we would do for classes when we were teaching classes in the morning or classes in the afternoon yeah um and she was saying in the morning Basically, she was like, I wouldn't kill somebody legs wise because then they have to go and sit at a desk all day yeah. and they're going to get up at, at five o'clock and be barely able to walk because they yeah. won't have got any any movement in their legs or whatever. And I remember then going to classes <clears throat> in other gyms and going, oh, my God, they fucking did like 10 million squats yeah. this morning. Mm. And I was like, Neve would never do that. And I, and I think she, like, f- you know, for all of her not understanding why you'd eat a donut, she's never judgmental about it. No. And I think that's a really unique and special thing about Lyft that yeah. like no, you go not. in there and, and <clears throat> your life and your reasons for being there and your reasons yeah. for being there at 30% versus 70% are all taken into account. Yeah. And like the, the workouts are really tailored for like lifestyle yeah what do people need at half six in the morning yeah do they need to be like murdered for 45 minutes or do they need to be like eased into the day you know get some movement going get yourself your body like like, and that's really thought about yeah i think in a way that i've never really experienced anywhere else no and it is something that you know we all kind of took on board especially you when you were there as well you know um and then for you so how do you feel now coming like how did it feel when you left the fitness industry as a you know as a trainer so I, became, I I studied personal training because I was loving lifting, right? Yeah. And I was also working as a social influencer. Right now I call myself a recovering social influencer. Oh. But um, I was kind of doing a lot of social media stuff and I was getting really, really sick of that like online life yeah. and just like, to, to, I don't know, taking, I was, I was getting a lot of criticism. I was yeah. finding it really difficult to deal with and I was like, I'm going to do something else. And it felt like a natural progression that I was like, I'm loving lifting. Why don't I do Why this not? for a living? Yeah. And I also feel very strongly that there is space and it's really needed for uh, trainers who are not like super slim. Yeah. Who do not look and like you can't look fit, but, but who, I who do not look mean. what our yeah. idea of fitness of looks tra- like. Yeah. Um, and, and I think there's a real gap in the market for that. Like Definitely. Um, I was in FlyFit the other day and and I, I looked around at one point and I was like, I'm literally the fattest person in this room. And and like, I didn't mean that in a, in a self-deprecating way. I wasn't like, no. oh my God, I'm so fat. But I was literally looking around going, everybody here is so slim. It, like if you were somebody who is bigger, if, if you have a bigger body that you're already feeling, you know, society has made you yeah. feel shit about it. You're not coming into FlyFit. Do you no. know what I mean? Because you're feeling really intimidated. Like I was feeling intimidated, even though I know exactly what I'm doing now. Um, But basically I was, I was doing per- like personal training, there's no way to overstate how difficult it is. No, and that's something that's not it. People don't realize. No, and I think that's be probably trainer. because there are a lot of shit personal trainers out there. Probably, who, yeah. Who, who make it look easy? Yeah. But it's hard to be a really good personal trainer, and yeah. you really need to be passionate not just about like fitness and and the kind of movements of it, but about people and like yeah. about like stuff like anatomy. I remember Neve would kind of give us talks about like things to do if somebody had hurt their elbow yeah. or their leg and like all these things and I remember at one point and I think actually if I had gone from doing my course to working in a, a chain gym yeah I might still be doing it yeah but I think because I went to work with Neve and you mm. and I saw how passionate she is and how specific she is with people yeah. and how much she cares and how much she like f- like how much lift really fosters kind of education and research yeah. and learning yeah and I was like I don't care enough about this yeah. do you know what I mean that like I really loved lifting I really loved uh trying to get women lifting I really loved having the chats with people yeah. and then beyond that I didn't care that much about people's specific goals yeah. you know if somebody's like like I want to 
lose this weight <clears> or I want to get better at this or I want to. And I was yeah. like, oh, I just want to like have the chats and help you lift that bar. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of felt like it wasn't for me. And I think like as well, to be fair, I think I did struggle with the idea that uh, I didn't look the part. And that was something that was definitely like in my head a lot of the time. I remember reading something online about me where somebody was like, well, like who would ever go to a trainer who looked like her? I remember that. And I was like, I mean, and I kind of get it as well, because the whole idea that we're fed in our head is that like you go to somebody because, you know, they can do what you're trying to do. Right. And so everybody assumes that we all want to be a certain size. Yeah. And so you assume that if I'm a personal trainer, I know how to get to that certain size and I should be able to do it for myself. Mm. Even though maybe I'm like, I'm perfectly happy at the size I am, like, because I fucking love eating and I also yeah. love lifting. And I've found a way to combine those two things where I'm pretty healthy and I'm, ha- and I'm happy and I'm fit. But if you don't look <coughs> kind of the idea of what people have yeah. in their heads for a trainer. And I did struggle with that because I was kind of like on the one hand going, I'm fine and I'm happy. And on the other hand going, oh God, I, like that's kind of embarrassing. And like, yeah. I know what they're saying. Um, and like I've always not struggled, but like my weight has always fluctuated. Yeah. So, you know, because I'll have weeks where I really crave whatever yeah. it is. And I, I, I very much like I do like intuitive eating in the very traditional sense. I just eat whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Um, and I'm not very good at kind of limiting. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I also try not to because I went through a really long period of limiting a lot of foods and but this being quite strict and being yeah. quite, quite kind of uh, stressed and anxious about yeah. it. So I try not to do that. Um, but yeah, I kind of decided that I wasn't passionate enough about it and I also felt a bit awkward, but I still like, when I think about it now, I'm sorry in a way that I didn't keep it up because I do think that we need more trainers definitely who aren't super, basically not who aren't super skinny, but we need trainers of all sizes and all shapes and all abilities and all types of athleticism. And I think, uh, there's, there's a really strongly held idea that in order to be, a fit person, you have to have been somebody who's loved sports your whole life. That like fit people yeah. started out playing ga at the yeah. age of two. Yeah. Whereas actually you can be fit and not care about any sport. No. And just care about, you know, you can love walking and playing golf yeah. or whatever. Although I did hear, um, I was at a comedy gig the other night, Hannah Gadsby, and she was saying that somebody <laughs> had said to her one day that golf is not a sport because in order to qualify as a sport, it has to raise your heart rate. And so golf is not a sport. It is merely a game. Oh, for God's sake. And I thought that was kind of gas. I also, I mean, listen, I, like I hate golf. Yeah. Golf but, is for dicks. But like that just, but I definitely, I think all of us were sorry when you left the, obviously it was your own personal choice. And um, I think Neve kind of seen it nearly, not seen it, but because you, you never once, and God, I'm not, I'm not saying this now to just be like, oh, I'm going to put a rosemary up here. But there was never once a, a client that said that they didn't enjoy our class we still get clients asking when people heard you were coming back into the when you were back in Ireland we still we had clients asking oh is Rosemary going to cover a few classes Rosemary going to because you did you, you brought a lot of energy and your classes were always great and there's not there's not one client that has ever said oh yeah like she just wasn't into it like I've mm. never come across anyone like everyone really really missed it and was like I'm raging like she gave it a miss or even the courses like I still I have the same people in the courses than when you were there and they still ask about you and they're always like oh would she ever come back so but I d- 
that, I loved doing classes. It's so much fun bossing people around, especially <laughs> like because so like I remember when I started, it was really instilled into me that you should never do a class that you haven't done. Yeah. So it would nearly always be a workout that I'd done and that I'd struggled through. And then yeah. I loved making other people do it too. Because you'd be like, I know what that feels yeah, like. Because I'd be so, like, I know how yeah. miserable you are. And also like, well, like when I was doing it, sorry, but I was taking way more breaks. Whereas when I'm teaching a class, <laughs> I'm like, like, right back at it. Like, yeah, 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 that's yeah. enough. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think it was a big thing for all of us. We were like, oh no, but like uh, it, it is what you said there, personal training when you put your heart and soul into it, it is such a tough job. Oh, like, it's a slog. Oh. And like, also, I should, I should, like, there's no skirting around the issue. I think like yeah. we should all talk about money more. It's not a lucrative business. No. Like, it is once you get very successful, if you own your own place, yeah. if you, like, have a really loyal, loyal client base. Yeah. I remember starting out, like, at one point I had... And like I was doing really well for like a yeah. new trainer that I had 10 or 11 clients. clients. yeah. But you still, I was making less than I'd ever made before in my life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and you're also, you're up at five. Yeah. You're working from six until 10. Mm-hmm. Then you're off until maybe two. You might do two until three. And then you're off again until six and you might do six until eight in the evening. So yeah. it's really, really difficult. It's really difficult to get your head around it. It's really difficult yeah. to fit your life in around it. So That's you it. have to really love it, I yeah. think, if, if, if you're going to kind of struggle through all those kind of teething pains if you know what I mean definitely you do have to really like put your and it does like you have to put your heart and soul into it but it it does for anyone who is thinking of doing it like or you know would want to become a trainer or it's a passion that they have you kind of have to give yourself a few years don't you yeah just yeah. to kind of like, I mean even myself like you know I I think that's probably why why the majority of personal trainers uh like I think my perception is start when they're younger yeah because like if you start off doing that when you're 19 20 even 23 24 you're living at home you have the time and space to To get used to that rhythm and to to grow exactly whereas when I was doing it I was 32 I think yeah and I was also like had come from uh being kind of a full-time social influencer where I was getting like three grand to talk about prunes on my Instagram yeah so I was like kind of living the high life yeah and then suddenly going oh my god I'm now earning nothing and I was yeah. like definitely not adjusting my lifestyle no. and that's so tough to do like you know that mm. that that alone financially is a big drop and then you're dead right with the with the research like we we did um we took someone on a while a while after mm. and they were very honest and she was like I just I I won't I I won't want to study I I won't have Mm. the time to you know and that's something that once you say that it's kind of like what what can we do to because you know unfortunately in this business if you want to be a successful trainer and if you want to give the people that are coming to you and your clients and you know if you want to give them the best shot at Mm. improving their nutrition or improving their lifestyle in general unfortunately you're going to have to pick up that book and you're going to have to yeah. read it because it's all research. Something yeah. that I might have told a client last week, today, a paper might come out to yeah. completely disprove that. And then I have to go and research that again. And that took me a long, long time, especially with Neve being my sister because Neve was so passionate about it and like would literally have a book in her hand constantly when she had like, I have 20 minutes instead of like having a coffee or sitting down, he'd be like, let's read. You know you what know? though? I, I think there's literally something about sisters that like, if I'm about to drink a cup of coffee or like I'm about to make myself a cup of coffee and then my sister goes will you make some coffee there I'm sorry like no I don't want to do that right now I'm doing something else 
Like there's something about when your sister tells you to do something, even if you want to do it anyway, you're like, no. And that's why you tell me. Now I'm starting to do my own thing, like don't, going to the ISA on myself. I don't really go with Neva Nash anymore. Like I do my own mentorships and now I'm loving it, you know, because yeah. I'm doing it for myself and yeah. it's helping me a lot. So, but for you, that was just such a shit, like I remember that day and you, that was such a shit comment. And that used to really frustrate me when people would say that about, oh, you know, like someone doesn't look like, there is no yeah. such thing as looking like a trainer. So mm. I definitely think that you're dead right in saying that there does need to be more trainers to be, you know, I'm sorry, I completely disagree. And it's one thing I think you've heard that, you've probably heard me saying this before, grinds, I can't even explain how frustrated I get when someone comes in and says to me, I'm just sick of being fat or I'm just sick of being... It's so sad. It's so Mm. sad to hear as a trainer and you hear so many stories and you were one one person that even yourself, like you'd be like, oh no, I just feel really shit today and I feel Mm. this and I feel that. And then you'd have this absolute muppet online. I'm sorry, but like, you know, trolling you and being like, oh, like she doesn't look like this and she doesn't look like... What do you know? Like, But you know what? Like in a way they're they're right because if you lined up Every single personal trainer in Ireland. Oh, I know. People they would, would probably automatically... all look very similar yeah. in terms of what, like body composition. Mm. I mean, like you could go further into it and go, it's probably more men. Although actually, I remember when I did my course, they were saying that more women yeah. train to be personal trainers. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that I'm like, where do they go? Mm. Because you go into a gym and yeah. 80% of the trainers you see there are men. But, so where do the women go? But Rosemary, like, it's not even that, like you saying that you, like the other day, you being in flight fit and, you know... I only had this conversation come back from the airport the other night. Um, me and Amory were in the car. Julianne collected us, and we were sitting in the car, and them two were winding me up about fly fits. And I was like, <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, like fly fits are great, and fly fits have mirrors, and fly fits. And I was like, I hate mirrors, I hate this, I hate that. Mm. And they were like, look how annoyed you get talking about a fly fit. And I was like, right, disclaimer, I have nothing against fly fits, okay? They're a great gym, great facility. They have so much equipment, mm-hmm. brilliant machines. I have nothing against that. It's not the company, but me personally as a trainer, I would not be comfortable going into a fly fit and doing a workout. And I can say that because I have days where, mm-hmm. yeah, some weeks my abs might be visible, but some weeks they may not because I'm like after... What a show off some weeks my abs might be visible. No, but in terms of like... <laughs> No, it, that's I, a normal thing. If you I, yeah, if yeah. you're training, I know exactly And if what you I'm mean. on a good, you know, good route with my food and stuff, then yeah, right. Every mm. now and again, but I don't fucking walk around in a sports bra and train in. You know what I mean? Or I don't. That, that's not what a trainer is about yeah, either. I mean, like, I find it difficult even being around. You know? What yeah. I mean? I mean, I think those chain gyms are really like obviously <clears> first and foremost they're designed to make money. Like yeah. that's and and like look like most of us what we do we're trying to make money. Yeah. But chain gyms are designed above anything else to make money yeah and the other thing that they're designed for is people who know what they're doing yeah so they're designed for people who know like who go in and who know where they're going and what they're doing and you know Mm. like how to use the equipment they're not designed for people who are getting into fitness no I know like and that's the struggle I think that there's like, like you nearly feel like you have to be fit to go there but that's I mean I think a lot of gyms like, especially like when I think back about when I was in my teens and when I was kind of like when I first joined Weight Watchers and I was thinking of joining a gym and I remember having it in the, having it in the back of my head that like I will join a gym when I've reached this weight. Like I have to be 
thin before I can even go into a gym. I have to look okay before I can even go into a gym. Yeah. Or like I have to be fit, I have to be able to run to the neighbors or whatever it is, yeah. you know, before I can even go into a gym. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think that. And like I did a course uh, right after, I think while I was training uh, to be a personal trainer, I did a course with um, an American group called the Body Positive Fitness Alliance. Oh yeah. And they're really trying to foster the idea that uh, fitness should be accessible for all shapes and yeah. all sizes and, and, and all abilities. Um, and they have some really interesting thoughts about like the fitness industry as it is now and like what it needs to be to become accessible and welcoming to to, yeah. to everyone. Because it's not like, and no. that's something that I think whether you're in or outside the industry, you can kind of see and accept. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I just think that that's like, I just, it really frustrates me like that when clients do come in and they feel like that they should be, you know, this, they should have a certain level nearly or mm. should it have some sort of experience? Like, no, you are starting something new. You're not supposed to. Like even, yeah. even you seeing it yourself, like, client to go to help you do something they'd be like oh sorry I don't know how to do that you're not supposed to know yeah that's yeah, yeah. not your job that's yeah. what you're paying a trainer for yeah or you like know what I mean clients clients would come in and go like oh like sorry you know or they kind of apologize and go sorry I've never done this before and you'd be like, like literally yeah. that's why you're here yeah and like, that was something like for that's why I think you are really missed in the fitness industry and I know that was such a difficult thing for you because people were online and giving you grief and stuff but you were a really good asset to to lift and even even to all of us, because you did kind of bring a different attitude, you know what I mean? And not not saying like, oh yeah, just eat what you want and it's grand train. Like, obviously you do care about nutrition and you do, you know, you did care about what you were putting into your body. But at the same time, you did have a different attitude towards it, which you did bring that to the table and make all of us be like, oh yeah, like have you know, nearly more so show a bit more compassion. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And when I said that earlier on, cause I don't want to sound like an absolute tool. When I said that about like my abs being visible, like I mean, some weeks that might happen, but other weeks I get bloated. I get my period. I look and feel like absolute crap and I don't want to train and I don't want to, you know, Neve was slagging me last week because I had like really big leggings on and she was like, they're like falling down on you. And I was like, pull down my leggings. And I was like, yeah, because look, uh, I look like I'm about to have a kid. And to be fair, she was like, you do look about five months pregnant. But I bloat, I suffer really bad with bloating. So like that, I, you know, everyone has their consciousness in Mm. terms of, you know what I mean? And there is no such thing. And I don't care what people think if I say this, but I don't feel like there should be a person that you, there's no such thing as, oh, she doesn't look like a trainer. No. Fucking lying. You can't see fitness and you can't see health. No. And like, like, that's the thing. Like, I think if somebody has like very uh, defined and and visible muscles, we make assumptions about how fit they are. And which doesn't, which which doesn't line up with health either, but like often is not necessarily the truth like no. you know somebody could be really really muscular and not able to run 50 exactly, meters yeah. and you know also it's the big question of what is fitness like exactly. you know is it about how far you can run is it about what you can lift is it about like is to it me it's just mind? yeah like, you know like you know to me it's how how well how well can you uh live your life live, exactly yeah, like how easy is it for you to get out of bed exactly how, and, and and like and I mean function. that both physically and mentally, mentally. like yeah. you know how how easy is it, is it for you to stand up from a low bed that's it but also how easy is, is it for you to 
wake up in the morning and go oh another yeah. day and get out of bed like it's it's physical it's emotional it's mental like they're all like 360 health is so important but that's why you were so that's why you were successful because you understood that if a client texts you at four o'clock in the morning being like I'm not going to make the session today mm. I'm really fish in my head like I just I'd be like great if it was the first client in the morning I'd be like great <laughs> stay in bed. but you understood that do you yeah, know what totally, I mean and yeah. that's something that we do understand like all of us you know that it's not just about coming to the gym like clients are faced with you know shit days as well and your mind over matter as well but the one thing I wanted to talk to you about was um that photo that you put up on Instagram like a few weeks ago um year before and after oh yeah that how what what reactions were you expecting so I I put up a side by side um I had taken a photo probably when I had I was probably six months into training with Neve. Yeah. I was eating nothing but meat and vegetables. Like literally I was eating mince mince for breakfast with like spinach and avocado. For lunch I'd have like chicken and vegetables and for dinner for dinner I might have steak and vegetables or whatever. Like yeah. like literally just eating like no starchy carbs, no processed food. I was yeah. having one cheat meal a week. Oh my god, I was so disciplined. And I was the thinnest I've ever been in my entire life. Which is like not to say that that was right or wrong no no well I mean like like I was gonna say not to say that I was like Victoria's Secret model 10 I was like a size 12 whereas I'm usually a size 16 Mm. I was like feeling great and I'd taken a photo of myself in the mirror in Brown Thomas that's how you know you feel confident when you're taking a a photo in the mirror in uh, BT's but and I took a photo of myself I don't know what the photo now was but I basically put them side by side and was like it's it's almost like a reverse before and after Mm -hmm. and I guess to kind of talk about like how quote unquote disciplined I was at the time, but also how controlled it was. Yeah. And like, I think I mentioned in the post that around that time I went to afternoon tea for my friend's 30th. She was having afternoon tea in the Morgan or something. And um, I remember going and I was like, I'm not going to have anything. And the waiter was like, oh, everybody has to order afternoon tea because the idea being that like two of you can't share it because it's 30 quid per person or whatever. And I was like, fine. So I ordered it and I got it all to take away and brought it home like for my yeah, now is, ex and I was like here you go yeah and I literally drank black coffee and ate nothing and like I love a scone yeah so like it wasn't a question that I was going oh, I wouldn't be that mad no, about like, I love afternoon tea but it was kind of insane that I couldn't just let go and have because I was like I have my cheat meal on Saturday night and this is Saturday morning and I'm not doing it now yeah you know what I mean and I was so controlled and so like in that mindset, one track minded about it yeah and I sent you a voice note um when I seen that and I actually said that to you. I was like, I, although you're like, you know, looking back and whatever, like, I, I feel like of talking to you in the last few weeks, you're happier now than you were then. You know what I mean? At certain, so yeah. it doesn't say that because that's how you looked. that. Day. But I think that's what people would think looking at that photo. Like, we're as yeah. humans, we'd be like, oh my God, like, look at like she would have been happier right you yeah. know what I mean but that's yeah. and, and and like also I think there's there's an assumption that I would look at that and feel sad that yeah. I've like quote unquote let myself exactly. go I remember at one point actually after I'd, I'd given up personal training and my my relationship of five years had ended kind of a couple of months afterwards and I had I wasn't really training I'd yeah. taken up smoking I was making a lot of dodgy yeah. life choices but um I remember at one point I said something on Instagram stories about smoking and somebody wrote back to me and said you know, somebody sent me my own story and said, Jesus, she's really let herself go. And she obviously meant to send it to her friend. Oh. And I was like, you're not wrong. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah, I really have. Oh. But like, yeah, I mean, it like, like it was. I think a lot of the times 
when people see somebody making all those like quote unquote bad decisions, they go, Oh my God, she must be so disappointed in herself. Whereas for me, this was all a coping mechanism that I was like, I, I am really struggling with like a lot of things in my life. Like I can't, I can't make it to the gym because it feels too much like punishing my body. Yeah. And right now I am already feeling like I'm being punished by like the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And like the smoking thing was because Basically, just because I was like, I need, I like, I need to do something that felt like, uh, like a rebellion or something. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna do whatever I want. That. Yeah. And like, eat whatever I want and mm. not. And I just let myself. And I yeah. let myself sleep in if I wanted to. And I let myself smoke cigarettes if I wanted to. And like, I'm not saying that like those were not necessarily good decisions, but they were what I needed at the time. Yeah. And like, they were all, most of them were temporary. I still let myself sleep until like midday, but they were m- mostly temporary. Yeah, but like that, you had to do what you had to do. But that's the whole point of, you know, living, like we said, because you can't plan. You can't, you can't be in this mindset, like that afternoon tea situation. You know what I mean? You can't say that I'm never going to have a scone until my cheat meal. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not what you should, you know, that's, that's not life. You want, you want to live. And yeah, like you were going through a shitty time. So you let yourself do what needed to be done in that moment in time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And now since, so talk to me, since you're, you've moved like to the States and came American, anyway, you moved from that. <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't moved yet. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the process in the of process. trying to move. Um, Although I hear it's very complicated. So who knows if I'll ever manage it. <laughs> it's not straightforward. Do you want to put a little complaint in here now? <laughs> if, if, if somebody could please get on to US immigration or something, I'm finding it very hard. Um, but come here, how are you finding it like coming back home now after being away and you know it's it's weird and I think because I'm applying for a visa I feel like I'm kind of waiting for my life to begin in a sense that I'm yeah. like when I know either I'll be going over there or I'll be staying here and if I'm staying here like I'm, I'm currently living with my parents yeah. I'm like it's an, like I'm so lucky that I'm able to do that and it's actually I was sitting down yesterday the fire was lit. My mom was doing the Sudoku. My dad was reading his book and I was watching like some terrible show on Netflix. And I was like, this is actually so nice. So yeah. nice to be able to have this time and to be able to do this. Like yeah. that I feel like a teenager, except for like, I don't have to answer to anyone. Yeah. It's like, so I'm, it's great. It's just like what I've always dreamed of. Um, so it's really, really nice. And I'm really lucky. But it, but it also does feel a bit like my life is on hold. Definitely. So I'm kind of waiting to figure out like, if I stay here, I'm going to have to find somewhere else to live. Like, yeah. then I don't want to live with them forever. No. If I'm going over to the States like when will that happen and also like all of my shit is in boxes because I moved from a house I was renting oh. in Dublin home home with my parents so I'm kind of trying to figure out like will like will I have to go through that stuff or will I ship it over to the states yeah. you know so it's You're like everything yeah. yeah and like I, I'm also the type of person who I can never start a new project on a any day other than a Monday basically okay right so this feels like one really long wait for a Monday yeah so I'm finding it really hard to like. Sorry, like I don't. I don't mean to sound really moaning. I'm having a great time because I'm not doing anything basically. But I'm finding it really hard to work. No, yeah, but definitely. You know, to focus yeah. on work. I'm trying. Focus, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm finding it kind of hard to motivate myself to train, mm. even though I have loads of time. Because I'm just like, you don't really know where your life is at at the minute. Yeah, yeah and it's a waiting. It feels game. like that week it's at the end you, of August before school starts again. Oh yeah. When you're kind of like wrapping your books, yeah. but you're also like, this is great. I can't wait to go back to school, but you, but you're not doing anything because you're yeah. waiting for the beginning so that's kind of what it feels like now which I'm trying to kind of get out of because I'm like this could take another six months okay so like I can't really afford to spend six months watching Netflix with my parents well well I mean there are worse things I could do yeah well this is true I'm not smoking anymore so that's a plus oh really oh yeah oh deadly how long is this now 
I gave up. Uh, I started vaping in vaping. I know it vaping. Like I hated like, myself oh, as well. Vaping. I started vaping in April or May when I just decided I was like, "This is stupid." I was like, "I'm going to get a vape." I was, you know, because I was like, "Smoking is stupid. It's so yeah. expensive." Like, but that's not even the, the number one thing. Like, it's so bad for you. It's gross. Yeah, everything stinks. And I was like, um, "I'm going to get a vape," and I got a vape. And then about two weeks later, I was. It was when I went to the states. I went over for a couple of weeks in May, and I was there. I was vaping. My throat was really sore. Okay. I think I was vaping wrong. I think I'm like the one percent of of humanity that just can't get the can't get it right. It was like I was I was sucking it like into my throat rather than it. It was weird Sorry, anyway. She's like doing these hand <laughs> gestures and she's like I can't vape. <laughs> it was. It, it was like I was. I was honestly like like the world's only idiot who just can't vape right. And it, and anyway, it was really hurting my throat, which. Actually, since then, I think it's kind of normal. When okay. you start vaping, I think yeah. it does hurt your throat. Well, I think people find it hard when they first start smoking as well, don't they? Like, oh, yeah. I don't think I could... I don't know how to... No, no, no you, have to, you have to get over the hump of like, this is gross and this hurts my throat and I'm not doing it right. So it's stupid, like... <laughs> you have to really try for about three weeks to get okay. into smoking. So I don't know why... Yeah, I don't know why any of us ever, ever do it. But uh, I was vaping and, and I remember one day I was sitting outside, I had a really sore throat. My vape was beside me on the grass. It was like roaring sun. <laughs> And my nephew, who's about 18 months, kept picking up the vape and trying to suck on it. Now, it was turned off. Yeah. So, like, it, like, but I was just going, this is ridiculous. I was like, why am I, the poor child could be, could be vaping <laughs> and probably away. would do it better than me. I was like, I'm not even getting anything from it. It's really hurting my throat. And I just stopped. Okay. Um, and I haven't, oh no, actually, Good I lie. I, I had three cigarettes one day uh, a couple of weeks ago with a friend of mine who okay. was, like, having a really hard time. And I went down to her house and she was smoking her head off and like drinking wine and I was like well I'm driving so I can't drink I'll have a cigarette so let's smoke instead yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. sensible life decisions <laughs> lovely so come here how are you so you've said that you're going to fly fit now because you won't come <clears throat> to live because we're 45 minutes away she said that to start the podcast it's great isn't it but um so hopefully we will get you a lift for at least one session before. I know I keep I keep planning to go and I keep telling Neve I'll come to a Saturday powerlifting class you know she's gonna like show up at your gaff like soon if you don't come if 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 I live nearer, I would be worried, but I don't think she has the time to drive out to Kildare and back. To be honest, well, she's be she's too busy. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm trying to train. Like I I have a program that's like three days per week, but like last week I went once. Okay. Uh, on Sunday, so I did my Monday session on Sunday. So I have two sessions from last week to catch up on, and three from this week, and it's Wednesday. So the chances of me getting the five of those in this week are slim. But I'm trying to. I'm I'm kind of averaging like two or three workouts a week, and I'm enjoying it. Which is, yeah, for the first time in a while, like, I think when I, when I started back training, I kind of joined this, joined this gym in the US because I was like, it'd be a good way to meet people and I wanted to get out of the house and have something to do and, yeah, um, and the first couple of times I went, I was really nervous because I was like, even though I know what I'm doing. Yeah, what's it like over there? Like what? Like Um, I sound like such a, what's it like over there? This gym, like, but. Yeah, the gym that I was going to is called Velocity Barbell and it's quite like lift that it's just oh, lifting. okay. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like, there's no treadmills, there's no bikes. Deadly. It's like a small warehouse gym. Yeah. You like book in your time slot and you go and you do your workout and the coaches are there. Oh, deadly. And so there might be three or four of you there at a time. And like, I used to go at a particular time in the morning where there'd kind of be the same people there. So yeah. I'd get to know them. Um, so it's really nice. It's And it's like, actually, the first day that I went there, I went with the guy that I'm seeing. He was... He, he trains there, which my sister keeps lying me and going, oh, you're training together, which we have done once or twice, and I hate couples of training together. Anyway, I went with him because they, because they were having a competition. So they have a competition every three months where you compete against your own previous best, if you know okay. what I mean. So you just try to improve on on your own uh, yeah. one rep max on the three main lifts, on like deadlift, squat, and... Uh, press. Chest press, yeah. And so I went to that, 
And it was at that that I went, oh God, there's loads of different bodies yeah. and loads of different people and loads of different, you know, it just seemed really relaxed. Yeah. And I think if I had gone and everybody was like super mm. slim or like super buff. Now, like there was a lot of, they were all shouting at each other, you know, like, come on, you can do oh, it. And yeah, I was like, that's oh God, Americans. Yeah, so American. Americans, yeah. Remember one day I was there doing my squat and there were two guys there, Dave and Luke. And, and I was trying to get, I was thinking I was doing like, eight squats like okay. eight or four sets of eight at like 70 percent or whatever and one of the guys kept going come on up and oh. i was like shut up shouting at me go away don't even look at me i was like why are you paying attention to my workout but that's very like that's yeah. the spirit of it you know what yeah. i mean that they love like cheering each other on and which is not my thing, but kind of cute. Yeah, yeah, but we're just not like that. Because even no. when, even in classes, like when me and you would participate in classes, like if we weren't training, when we, you know, when we were both trainers and lift, and like I even found it hard that when I'm doing a class, like I would never want to be that person standing no. beside someone being like, come on, Rosemary, come on. And even though that is my job, but I'm not in my job at that no. point. So and I like, don't want to be that person. But like, you know? like even as a trainer in Lyft, like when I'd be doing classes, sometimes there'd be somebody who I'd know quite well who'd be doing a squat and struggling with it. And yeah. I'd go like, come on, Karen, you can do it. And she'd literally just rack it and then look, like give me this look. Yeah. Like, would yeah. you shut, shut up? up? Yeah. yeah, stop annoying me. And yeah. like, even as the trainer, do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. over there... Yeah, there's a lot of like whooping and hollering. That's actually gassy you know I mean? to say that one of the girls last night at one point, we were actually, we were doing a finisher, we were doing core and like she just had enough and she was just like, I fucking hate this exercise and I could see it. So I kind of just went and like kind of just leaned down beside her and she, she was just like, fuck off. And I was like, okay. And I just got yeah. up and walked yeah. away. Like, cause like that. You're just like, no, we, we only could, I think Irish could only tolerate so much no. of the whole like, yeah, let's go. And like, yeah, no, I don't think we're yeah, ever. It's, it's just not our thing. And, no. and like, I think sometimes like when I'd come in the morning and they'd go, hey, how are you doing? And I'd be like, fine. And they'd be like, ooh, she's in a bad mood. And I'm like, no, this is just no, me. No, this is just me. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, this is just this what you get. This is just, just see, my spirit. What you get. Yeah. yeah. But come here to me. So talk, just run through your um, Patreon theory, will you? So oh yeah, so um, if if people want to follow me, yeah, they can do so on all social media. Rosemary McCabe with an A on my Mac because my dad's awkward. Um, and if you want to read my writing, I do a subscription platform, so you can pay from like one dollar a month, and you can read. I think for please, the dog's having a nightmare. I think from from one dollar <laughs> a month, uh, you get like three essays a week, um, and then you get extra bonus content. If you pay ten dollars a month, you get something in the post. Oh, deadly. You get you pay 15, you get an Instagram shout-out, etc., etc. Oh, and I'll do anything for money. Out. Yeah. Very good. So that's at patreon.com. Yeah. <laughs> patreon.com slash Rosemary McGabe. And did you say your Insta? You said your yeah. Insta, Yeah. Um, and your podcast. Oh, and my podcast is called How to Be Sound, because I know. And you can listen to that anywhere you got podcasts. Um, just with that one, oh my God, can I just talk? Because I know that this really annoys you. Yeah, your sister's one was the funniest. Oh my God, it was hilarious. So I had my sister on the podcast, like people have been saying to me, are you going to do an episode with your sister? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I eventually decided I would because we could talk about her career. Yeah. And we didn't end up talking about her career no. at all. She just the kept going, I just want to have a chat. Hilarious. Oh yeah. my God. She was like skull in the wine and then kept taking breaks to pour. Anyway, <laughs> you should listen to it because it is actually very funny. It's very funny. But you know as well, that was the first and only episode of my podcast my parents have ever listened to. Stop it. Well, that's because Beatrice. I know. It? The favorite child. Yeah. Well, she it is. is. I know. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, so you should listen to that podcast. It is really funny, obviously, because Beatrice is in it. She kind of brings the laughter to it, you know. But uh, Sand. <laughs> Sand. <laughs> but thanks so much for coming thanks on, for Rosemary. Me. It was great to chat to you. And um, yeah, cheers. I hope it all goes well with the visa. Get your application in soon so cheers. we don't have to look at you over here for Thanks much so longer. much. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Sand. <then. laughs>